Just before the first flakes fell, people in North Mecklenburg County prepared to be snowed in for the weekend. But agree, a weekend wave of snow will mean less people on the slick roads. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're here. I'm here. Let's do this! What's up, everybody? This podcast could take forever is live. We have an excellent interview with Luke Fields from Bit Brigade. Also, some chill hanging out and talking some video games. Stick around. Thank you. Next, next speaker, please come and identify yourself. What up, Council? My name is JT Parr. I am also here to defend parties in the Hollywood Hills. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging, and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros, regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people, and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Hey, welcome to This Podcast Could Take Forever. My name is Jonathan Ransom. Joining me is Alex Hames. Hello. Brady Lett. Shouldn't you have said, what up, council? Don't take that from me. That's ah, how I was going to come in. It's ah. okay. Let's go back. That's how I was going to come in. Let's do it. Okay, we'll act like it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay, Alex Hames. What up? Pretty lit. Whoever I am. Hey. Daniel Moore. What up, council? And joining us today, for the third time on this podcast could take forever history, our friend, Joe Canada. <laughs> All right, we're not saying that. <laughs> Absolutely it, not. There's been so many crashes. <laughs> so that is like crazy. already redacted. Like <laughs> they just heard a beep because we're not saying that. Hey, literally make it a beep. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Everyone's like, why are they laughing? They're talking about a beep. <laughs> We've done it before. Oh yeah, we're totally doing it. <laughs> so hey, Sounds Joe, good. did you want to say something else as your first statement on the show? I wanted to say that I don't need love. I only need keg stands. <laughs> you just need keg stands, right? <laughs> gotcha. Excellent. Joe Canada is, of course, the bass player of XY Spaces. So we are full. We are we are complete today. And XY Spaces is a um, keg so, stander. What are, what do you guys do? Do you oh. guys brew, microbrew beer? What do you do? Oh, we just throw freaking ragers, man. And, nice. Uh, we try and to make sure nice. that we can we can always bench two plates. Two mm-hmm. plates. That's I always. can't, but uh, I, everyone else. What is a plate? I have no idea what a weight of a plate. <laughs> Forty-five pounds. So I didn't even know that. What would that be like? And the bar is forty-five pounds. So he's how talking, much is that total? He's talking about two plates on each side. Plus, oh. plus the bar is forty-five pounds, so that's two hundred and twenty-five pounds. That's that's a pretty good bit to bench. That's yeah. the standard like strong guy bench. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because like, like when you can I, hit two twenty-five, I think you're I like, could probably good. do one fifty just because uh, I can do a push-up. That's the com- <laughs> the combine test. No, yeah. If you in the NFL combine, you can. Uh, what they do is it's a test. Like, how many times can you bench two twenty five? And like, obviously, the more the better. You know, what? So. Yeah, huh. yeah. How like so? Like being a, able to pick up heavy things helps yeah. you in the NFL. Yeah, somehow huh. it's, it huh. helps that's when weird. you want to push the guy that's in front of you. Right, and they also weigh. They have weight and mass. Yeah, they weigh and more. gravity. Right, so. science. There's Good an thing. inertia to it all. 
and um, you know, inertia is a property of matter. Uh, don't even go there. <laughs> what about disc golf, guys? Oh, uh, <laughs> disc golf. <laughs> that takes uh, uh, no. <clears throat> there's disc golf, but then have you heard of extreme juggling? No. Everyone is in a room, like a large room together. Everyone's juggling, and the last one that's still juggling wins. Yeah. So you got to like I don't know, bump into your other guys while still like having all your balls, and uh, not me. That sounds really hard. Yeah. And uh, oh, look at that. Top five juggling people are awesome. (laughs) See, this is why y'all need 2013 (laughs) extreme juggling highlights. (laughs) <laughs> How is the Oh my god. This is This is why all the listeners need to commit Oh no, home this invasion. is this is like uh So y'all could come watch videos with us. Scoot sc- scoot it up, Alex. Let's let's see what's going to happen in this extreme juggling video we're watching. Cut the volume down a little. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh, dude, what? Get out of here. This sucks. I could have done that. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. This is like a kids competition. This blows. It's a middle school. I wanted blows. to see like grown men who were Overtly uh, dedicated to juggling. Like, You'll find it if you look. Like Farrell in the office. I was just thinking. Con- about it, man. Oh my god! Contact juggling. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, did your chair just break? Did you just break that chair? <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, hey, we're gonna take just a second and we'll get him right a new. Back. We're just gonna get a new chair real quick. <laughs> chair break. So apparently, Joe's chair couldn't bench two plates. <laughs> Obviously not. That's, that's what we found out. Weak ass chair. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't do very well in the NFL combine. No, we'll try harder. It also, it could, would not hang out at Ragers. It would not. Apparently, Mm-mm. no, so, not confidently. No cake no. stands. Yeah, no, no confidence for that stool. Speak for the chair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> chair. What, what were you? What? What, what did you do to the chair? Did you just Shame. like? Were you just laughing? So I was. Hard? I was leaning. It was a nice lean. It was a nice, comfortable lean. Yeah, dude, just could not help. Like, oh, you're, no. you're giving all your weight to the one no, side of the chair. I'm, I mean, I'm not talking shit. Like episode two, I it literally fell day. out of the chair and like, <laughs> knocked over the piano. Oh, and, like, yeah. all sorts it was of the shit. best. I like how like we as a podcast, the like best. our setup is like comfortable. Each one of us has like a pretty nice. Uh, desk chair we have like nice microphones on boom stands we've got headphones and then we have a guest on and we're like i mean i guess you can have that like old microphone we found in the back of a venue that's some old like, shit yeah you're like over in the corner yeah, and like, like on a trouble. shitty wooden chair <laughs> yeah. uh yeah joe's wearing a dunce hat for some reason <laughs> that's that's normal we keep throwing yeah. apples at him <laughs> I know. it's normal too. right in the fucking face so yeah. today is a very video game oriented episode because supposedly we, yeah because we have an interview with our new friend luke fields of Bit Brigade. Luke rules, dude. Like, yeah. that was such an amazing interview. Yeah. Uh, just being able to talk to him. And, it went yeah. really well. And awesome this is basis. our second interview in a row. Yeah. What That's, is that? Yeah. We went 20 episodes with like none. None. And then here we are. Well, just, okay. We should give a shout out to Jamie. So, like, Jamie did yeah. come on episode 13. That's Jamie true. Ernest, yep. painter. So, like, it wasn't like we talked to her about art and she told us about herself, but it didn't feel like an interview. It felt like a guest. Yeah, so it's closer to she, like what yeah, she Joe's was doing. A, she was a guest, so she we, was like, "We know her too well." Yeah, you know. I mean, you can interview your friends. I've got some friends that yeah. I really want to get on the show. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Jill Harris, we used to do uh, plays together. Mm-hmm. She's an anime voiceover actress. Oh, okay, actor. That shit that's rules. Cool. That's yeah, so yeah. cool. Like yeah. that's the like I'm like, dude. Being a I've voice been watching actor. an anime 
and then not realize it was her in it. Yeah. Before. Dude, so, like, be, that was, being awesome. a voice actor sounds like the fucking dream. Yeah. Well, well, dude, that hard. is one of my dream jobs. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You actually uh, recommended the documentary to me. I know that voice. Uh, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I want oh, to. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> so good. Y'all know, uh, if y'all listened to one of the last episodes, I talked about how I'm horrible at watching movies. They um they don't talk too much about like people who do their own voice famously. Mm-hmm. So like people like um, A. Sean Benjamin, who does like yeah. Archer and Bob's Burgers. Like, right. He's like he's a voice actor, as in like he uses his voice and he's an actor, but he's not like that kind of big range character actor that like mm-hmm. so many other like you know you got your John DiMaggio's well, who he, like can fucking yeah do the spectrum. Yeah. He can do so. Tom Kenny, yeah Tom Kenny. Well, you know H. John Benjamin. I feel his, like he's been expanding more, like defense, with Bob's Burgers and stuff. Yeah, and also uh, also in his defense. Um, uh, home movies. He uh-huh. was. He Love was, it. He was Brendan on home movies. The the snotty kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And he was Coach. Well, McGurk yeah. I mean, he, and he Coach did, Yeah, but Coach McGurk gets like his real voice. Yeah, basically, which is yeah. the same voice of of yeah. Archer and hey, hey, Bob's Brendan. Burgers. Hey, He's hey, in an episode of a uh, Master Lana! of None. Yeah, Lana. Um, Stop it, Mike. And only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thanks, a, Dodge. He was an Not episode favorite. of a uh, Master of None. Oh, oh yeah. were they? Mm-hmm. Hey, H. John Benjamin. Hey, hey Brendan. He was hey, the uh, hey, he was the coach not in Twenty Two uh, Jump Street. Uh, just what for a yeah. second, he's yeah, in there. He's just like, God damn it! <laughs> <Did> <laughs> That's all he says. Did y'all know he was H. John Benjamin and H. John Benjamin has a van? That was a real show. <laughs> what are you uh, saying? Did y'all ever watch him? that? No. Yeah. Oh, was, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Very I remember short, that. Very yeah. short-lived show on Comedy Central. Oh no, I didn't see that. It was at kind all. of funny. It was yeah. also. I know we're just saying his wikipedia page right now <laughs> i love his voice anyways yeah, I love um and uh shit what's that camp movie uh wet hot american summer yeah he's, he's a can that. of soup yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 he's fucking humping the refrigerator and isn't i thought he was just like talking to the guy about like uh it's like they didn't see the war man they no know, him or whatever but, but the the actual cook that guy he's like fucking humping the fridge yeah yeah but he's that's not a john benjamin yeah no 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 obviously that's, that's the guy from uh law and order svu yeah which is hilarious dude <laughs> yeah that's so funny yeah uh okay so what are what are we even talking about tonight we have we have people listening tonight for the first time you know, like yeah. this isn't our usual crew. We've got some new people coming in for Joe, this interview. Joe has his hand raised. Joe, uh, thank you for uh, asking politely. <laughs> you may speak. Well, um, this wall is very comfy to put my hand on. So, <laughs> oh my god! All right, going back to Jonathan. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you I've been know, fucking busy. What about you, dude? Work has been fucking nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I just. I, it's, Seriously, when I was at work today, the last few hours, I was like, dude, I can't wait to get to the fucking podcast today because I'm going to bitch about work. <laughs> and then now that I'm here, I'm like, no one wants to fucking hear about yeah, exactly. at work. So moving on, uh, <laughs> what video games has everybody been playing? None, because I'm too fucking busy. I haven't yeah. played video games in like seven months. All right, so I'm going to look at this <laughs> side of the room. You guys yes. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Alex, what game have we been wanting to play by having to work? Uh, well, speak for yourself. I barely went to work all week <laughs> because of Monster Hunter. <laughs> Not be no. Nah, I just be honest. Uh, be honest. It's convenient that I have a video game I want to play right now. Yeah, but like I was, I was signing up for those days to get off before I even got the game. Sure. But 
Now that I did, I played a bunch of it. Dude, that game is so good. Yeah, Monster Hunter World, it's it's very good. Apparently, it's the fastest, like, selling Capcom game. Of all time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which what? is kind of unbelievable for, like, a... um, It's a long-running franchise, but it is obscure. So you know what I mean? Some of their games, I guess, have been, like, a slow burn. Because I mean, like Devil May Cry, like yeah. that's huge, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's but like it's Resident Evil, Evil. right? Right. Capcom is like retro area, uh, area era. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, so they've like, been around for forever, forever man. Forever. Yeah. But um. But like, I mean, like you got to think about mass, like the mass of games. Like probably of all of the people that own a PlayStation, a higher percentage of them bought Resident Evil Two or something, or you know, like, but. There were way fewer PlayStation 1s in the world than there are PlayStation 4s. Mm-hmm. Like, there are mm-hmm. so many goddamn more people playing video games now than there were in the past. That's true. It, like, it, it's, like, more than tenfold, probably. Like, so so any number sales now are always the highest ever because there were never this many people the playing video games. The market's huge. Huge. I mean, it just keeps getting bigger. Um, Go ahead. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys have any, like, thought about um, like physical releases against buying it on your okay. console. Buying it I actually have a lot of thoughts about this. Can yeah, I, I did throw them out. Sure. Basically, <laughs> like, um, okay, Dune, as I keep mentioning that book, yes. what it teaches us is you don't really own a thing unless you can destroy it, and you don't own a physical copy. You can destroy your PlayStation. Sure, but like, you can't sell it, or you can't sell the video games. You can't sell the accounts. You don't own them. Like, and I, and what I'm saying is, you can delete it off your hard drive, but it's still on your account. And if you destroy your PlayStation, you still have an account. Right. Like you, you can't. Like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. so, in a way, you kind of own it forever, though. And you also don't and own it at all. Do, right. Like they are allowing you to own it. Also yeah. collecting, like just having you know the collection. Oh, well, like, I mean, but that's like, my only thing because it's like the digital versus is Spotify. The the digital is. A thousand times more convenient. It's right. way yeah. better. Sure. I just wish they like got away from the idea that you own it at all. Because with Spotify, there's no implication that you own this music. Well, they, like you are just renting the ability to listen to them whenever. Right. And that's you know all. I mean? That's all you really do. So anyway. like, so you forgot the whole concept of even like, even letting people listen. You know what I mean? Like, you, know, you don't let you don't something. you don't yeah you don't let them borrow the CD. You just tell them to go listen to it on hey, Spotify. Hey, that's one thing they can't borrow it and never give it back. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah, no, mm-hmm. like um, that was my favorite hobby growing up, dude. That's like, almost just borrowing like, games and hoping people forgot about it. Oh, we all, I think, <laughs> oh, we all did that, didn't we? We know I, people that still do it. I wonder if that's like another reason why vinyl is so good because like it's it's like. If you're gonna have a physical copy of you something, might as well have a big one. It might as well be exactly. the fucking big one. Yeah, and and you know, so like that's why it's like, well, fuck CDs. It's either gonna be vinyl or Spotify. Yeah, well, I think mm. what it really comes down to, and if you're in that fucking uh, uh, audio file, like if you're one of those gearhead guys, um, like even those guys have expensive CD players, like. That like you know and like because it gets a better sound out of CDs, which right like makes no sense to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But either way, like maybe they're right, maybe they're not. They probably are right because those things well, cost like twenty thousand dollars. Also, in a, you know, vinyl, mm-hmm. it it's it's um the speed mm-hmm. isn't perfect, right? right? 
Joe, you have perfect pitch, so you can tell by just by listening to it. Well, it's just half, half the vinyls that you buy nowadays, they're not in the right pitch. Like half the vinyl right. vinyl players, like Crossley, I love Crossley, they're beautiful. Mm. You buy the cheaper ones, it's not like if you have a perfectly tuned guitar and you want to play with the song, it's not gonna work. Exactly. Like, right. So technically right. it's not perfect. Right. Well, but you know? but I'm that's just because that. that's the quality of the actual like uh vinyl player right yeah i know that that's not the right word turn turntable but i mean um, like but the, if you had a really high-end one like it actually adds sound that people weren't even hearing in the past yeah you know what i mean it's, it's like, like it's like it's it, hearing shit that the old microphones were hearing that even their old speakers weren't able to play somehow it's kind of ridiculous but yeah either way what i was trying to get at was that i feel like the reason people really like attach themselves to vinyl is that there's a physical Mm-hmm. Like there's a genuine like that you actually understand how it works. Like it's like um if you were to like have a car that like I think people's attachment to older cars because you can open the hood mm-hmm. and like look at it and go I get that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think people are ever going to be collecting modern cars where it's just like oh and this needs a software update. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. the you know, song like is it, engraved in the record. Like I yeah. get that. I get yeah, that. Like, it's like physically there, and you can physically see it. If your speakers are off and it's still like the needle's still going, right. you can hear it. And like, like in, right. and it's physically in CDs also. Right. But I just think like the idea of something that's like scratching on the surface makes so much more sense than like a laser that like is so so far beyond anything you can actually just understand and physically see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now. I wasn't, because like you um, can just put your ear close to the vinyl needle and hear it playing, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very quietly. Like that—that's kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Now I wasn't too. I, I didn't understand like when vinyl came back all that much. Just I just didn't understand it. But uh, a friend of mine, uh, the guy that recorded our album "You Look Good for Infinity," Ryan Stidham, he has vinyls like uh, of albums I love a lot, like that we have in common. One is "Pink Lemonade" by The Closure in Moscow. And seeing that in person, I was just like, all right, I get it. Because it's just like real beautiful artwork. And it's just like much larger than just like seeing it on my phone or, sure. or whatever. It's even like Funko Pops. Like I did not get that until someone showed me like a Leslie Nope <laughs> Funko Pop. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I want this Ron Swanson. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't buy it because they're still retarded. But I didn't get it. And now I kind of get it. Right. But... Yeah, I mean, I still really don't. I have some vinyls, and but I don't really have like a, a good record yeah. player. I have like a Crosley that like barely works. But yeah, but, if you're going to own the physical version, own like a whole thing, you know? And yeah. so that's kind of like why I think a lot with video games, they're really leaning into like you get the game, but also like all these collectibles and right. things because, dude, the incentive to just get it digitally, like... You can buy it. You can have it fully downloaded and ready to go at twelve o'clock. That's that is at, totally instantly. Thing, yeah. You can start yeah. playing, and like that's so hard to compete with. It's like we're gonna make a physical version and charge you the exact same amount for you to come to our store and like sit in line and like you know yeah. and like so like they have to throw in all this other bullshit, extra like, poster, extra art book, or yeah, know, like a statue. If, I miss that like, stuff though. If they can figure out a way to make the downloads faster. I'll pay even more for it too. Yeah, because that's, right, well, like that's PlayStation, an internet thing. Though. PlayStation a has a capped speed; like it, their network yeah. will only go so fast. Um, a lot of the time, it's like, okay, I have no, like it's Saturday. I have nothing to do until mm-hmm. like six tonight, and like that's it for a week. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I'm gonna buy this game. Oh, 
It, it, I got to download it. Okay. When's it going to be done? Seven. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm not fucking playing a video game well, this week. Yeah. You, and, but that's not digital. That's if you go to the store and buy it too. Yeah. Because you still yeah. have to like download that's what it. I'm saying. And then you get a like a day one patch that's like fucking 10 gigs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. just it, it's like it's, it's guys, ridiculous. Dude, that's why you got to play smaller games. Do you remember, dude. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. the first time that ever happened that you bought a game, put it in your console, and it didn't just start? You, oh, like, what, what was that 360 i mean they yeah did that metal gear I, solid those like, games did like that. i just remember at some point going why is it what am, what am i what am i downloading yeah mm-hmm. you used like, to just pop pop it into the n64 oh mm-hmm. and it was you just press the on button well, and you're I mean, already ex, playing the game i mean there's plenty of xbox DK, 360 games that donkey kong he's the, the leader <laughs> of the pack <laughs> you know leader of the bunch Thank do you. Do y'all remember playing video game consoles that don't have a home screen? Yeah. Well, okay. Does, does, I remember does that blow your mind. <laughs> PlayStation like, One had this weird thing where you could go into your memory card, right? And, oh, and there was just was, like there was like this grid. Those blocks. PlayStation like Two. Box. That was yeah. PlayStation Two had that too. One they both had. had them. One had yeah. like an uglier version. Yeah, much uglier. Yeah. And like two kind of had a home screen, as in like when you would turn it on, it would go like put in a disc. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then when you play system. a CD, it had like this, like it would show the track list right, on the CD right, right, or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. Man, dude, home screens blew my fucking mind. Like <laughs> yeah. when this first came in, best one ever. Nintendo GameCube. GameCube, I was bet. That's just the opening song. Oh, is that what? Not what we're defining as home screens. Home screens are like the like, you know, like literally like when you click on your phone like you click home and like it's like oh here's all your stuff remember oh, when okay. you turn on gotcha. the there was an board. era before there were things on your playstation yeah. other than the fucking game right? yeah. yeah you know what i mean like oh. nowadays like you got all your like apps and bullshit like it's so much more now yeah mm-hmm. you have so much life that. out of here you guys remember <laughs> when when uh, uh like the first time you played like xbox live did that not just yeah I, remember. I think Dude, I, I, played, I was blown away. Well, oh. I was playing online a lot on computer. So, like, I think the first thing that blew my mind was playing, like, Warcraft 3 online. And, like, they had... um, So, Warcraft 3 had a really good custom uh, <clears throat> builder. Like, uh, so they had, like, uh, full, like... Uh, what's, I can't even think of the word. Like, mod support and stuff. And then they had uh, a place where you could post them online and then people could actually play them. And so there was a lot of things where like people okay. would make maps and you'd yeah. race through the maps. Mm. But then Tower Defense was born in right. like in that that right. th- the genre Tower Defense was born because of that. Yeah. Uh, MOBAs Dota was originally a like a mod for Warcraft Three, you know, and like there were just so many fucking games that like came <laughs> out of just that community. And so like I was a little bit in that. It was I intense. never it was crazy. Everyone here, what was the first online game you ever played? Like internet, like you're playing against people. Neopass to you. Neopets. Uh, <laughs> fucking hey, hey uh, on that note, RuneScape, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I played well, Neopets. I, I never had the computer that would, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was, like my, we never had one. My first for real, like for real online experience was like Call of Duty 4. Okay. M- mine was well, Halo I mean, like, but like, 2, yeah. I think. Was Halo the first. 2? Halo 1, you could do local like, which land. I remember, like at our church, like they land parties. Yeah, oh, at our church, so they would bring four PlayStation or four yeah. Xbox, and they would like get all of the compute or all of the TVs out of each uh, Sunday school room. 
and they'd bring them into one big room and put all the TVs back to back. Yeah, and then they'd have tournaments <laughs> doing the that Lord's was, work. That shit was that was pretty dope back in the day. Nice. That that uh, is pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, Call of Duty Four and Halo Three. That was like God. Y'all are baby gamers, dude. It's no, like weird I'm, talking I'm, to you guys. I'm a I'm a noob. I'm a I'm a normie. Whatever. <laughs> You're a noob with two zeros. Yeah, dude. I, exactly, man. Like I just I just I don't know. Like I don't have time in my life on, on that note on that i note, never have what's the first game you ever played and i'm talking about console not like arcade what's the first video game you ever played final fantasy 7 it's I my love first it. memory that's amazing like it, i was four years old nintendo six uh uh super mario 64 excuse me that was um, that was like number one i don't know the very first one but my earliest memories were like super nintendo i used to like this game Paperboy. maybe okay. Paperboy mm-hmm. too. oh yeah i played that i remember some like really red like beat em up side scrolling type game it was like a power rangers game though but it was oh, good yeah. oh yeah and uh streets of rage on super nintendo yes mm-hmm. and yeah that's, that's, i love that shit i could play that right now <clears throat> and uh of course all the mario stuff dude um, isn't it weird how often video games back in the day were just about street violence yeah <laughs> like what was that uh street fighter was one of my first ones. sure well and like uh what was that motorcycle game where you got like chains and shit and you're mm. just like hitting people with chains oh <laughs> and uh, like twisted metal no 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 twisted Good metal enough. was like was like cars shooting yeah. at each other it was literally like i can't remember do you remember joe i i don't i don't i know what you're talking about um, but it like it had like a like it the the commercial for it was Soundgarden. Oh yeah! <laughs> like back in like in the nineties, it was pretty sick. Awesome. The, the first game I ever played was Crash Bandicoot Warped, and then Spyro the Dragon. Those oh were, yeah, like, two first games I ever played. Those are those are iconic too, man. Yeah. No, yeah, they're talking about doing a Spyro remaster. I saw that. That'd be Which, cool. God, I played a little I Spyro. So. I hope that it's not so as good. hard as the new Crash Bandicoot remaster. Well, they they really those. messed up on the new Crash Bandicoot because um. So basically, they redesigned the whole maps the exact way that they were. Yeah. Um. So everything, the spacing's the same. Your jump distance, everything's the same. But your collision box before was a was a square, mm. and so you could run to the very edge of stuff, and you wouldn't start to fall off until like the entirety of your character was right. clearly past the ledge. Well, in modern games, they've they've developed more of a like an oval shape. That and that always starts as like the the base box that your like your character touches okay. walls and stuff. And so when they made the new game, they weren't thinking, and so they used that oval shape. And so as he's running, he just falls off shit super easy because no, that's because he had a lot. You had more. You had way more wiggle room if you can go to the very edge of something in a square shape. And yeah. so he just rolls off a of shit. Like and he didn't used to do that before. And so uh, it's total fucking sense. impossible now. And like, coming from someone that literally can beat those, like I used to be pride myself on beating the third warped the third game in like just a few hours, mm-hmm. and then I suck at games. But like that's these, XY Space's next show. The, is, yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll play yes. Crash Bandicoot and y'all y'all play over. <laughs> no, uh, but it's so hard on the new one. It's so hard, and I know yeah. those levels like the back of my hand. Yeah, no, that's what it is. Is that the timing is all off? I hope they fix that on Spyro. The, literally, the yeah. hand feel changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I mean your your controller's all different. Yeah, like it's just it's yeah. different. Yeah, like you're like it's bigger. It's got joysticks. It didn't used to have that shit. Dude, I, I bet. I bet like our dexterity like is so much better than like our parents and grandparents like mm. level of dex. Like yes. because we started so early doing mm. such like intricate mechanics with yeah. like sure. you know what I mean. Like I bet that kids there's have some iPads people though like now. 
Can you imagine yeah. like uh, some watchmaker in the 1800s like trying to play a game now? True. You'd be like, damn. True. That dude but, can no scope like, like son of a bitch. <laughs> most. I don't. I don't want to say most. I don't know the actual. Statistics, well, like professions but, like, back then were a little more like yeah broader. I, I mean, like like I don't know. Also, like kids. You know, when you're when you're that young, it really it affects you much more. Yeah. You know, we learn skills yeah. as we grow older, sure. but when it's it's when you were kids, well, that's what really they counts say that now. they say that things that happened in when you're like 11, 12, 13, yeah. things that you learned in that age, you'll mm-hmm. remember for the rest of your yeah. life. Like and, I yeah. can still play a B flat scale on an oboe yes. and I haven't right. even seen an oboe in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. I can do it on a trumpet and I haven't played since literally the eighth grade. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's so many magic tricks that I will never forget <laughs> because yeah. I was that guy. <laughs> oh, Tip my, my fedora. Thank you, oh, ladies. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it's m'lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> m'lady. Yeah. Hey, but I I will say. Hey, girls, show their tits. <laughs> yeah. And they, they get violated when, when I, I look, look at them. them. <laughs> oh, my God. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to yeah. Waterloo. 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 <laughs> the way yeah. he says it, man. Yeah, dude. He's the but that guy's a hero. To go Amen. Back, Amen. To go back to a question about five minutes ago. First game you ever played. I can't go without mentioning Pokemon Yellow and Super yeah. Mario or Pokemon Super Mario Smash played, Brothers Melee. Pokemon Gold. Pokemon. That was Pokemon Gold was my shit. Dude, I had that shit on yeah. Game Boy Color. Man. Yellow. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, dude. Uh, fucking. I hate Melee. Oh, I, know. Uh-uh. It's, I know that's uh-uh. like that's so controversial, <laughs> but like Melee is super slow and it's actually a broken game because like broken. the way that you play the game is with. Oh! The real mechanics that you use are not intended to be used. The, like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, because they they made that game with the intention that it would be like a family game. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't realize people would be doing like worldwide tournaments with it. Yeah, exactly. Point. And so, like, Ooh. it's not like when you look when you see people play Street Fighter, mm-hmm. that looks like Street Fighter. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like they just are better than you at it. Mm-hmm. But like when you watch somebody playing like Melee Smash, that does not look like Smash Bros. Like that does not. I have no idea what I'm fucking looking about. It does All that for wave me. Dashing and bullshit. It's not real. Yeah, yeah. Like, the wave. I never learned how to wave dash in Melee, but um, well, I mean, but that's that's the gameplay. If you're not wave dashing, you're not even playing. Basically, there's there's, there's people sh- that play like professionally that that don't wave dash. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, like they're, they, I don't or think, they don't need. I don't to. think you could survive. Do they still have tournaments to this day? For oh, yeah. oh yeah, dude, oh, yeah. that's like that's the one. That's pretty cool. That is pretty yeah. cool. Well, I mean, they have them for um, Smash Four. Brawl is more or less obsolete. Now, now. How many games are I, in I the really series? liked Brawl? Four. I just thought it like had a really good feel, but well, it just yeah. didn't. If it's not people. if it's not Shrek Super Slam, then I don't <laughs> I, then I don't give a fuck about it. Okay, um, I have never heard of this game. <laughs> no, it's an underground thing. It, you know, it's like a, it's, it's sort of like Melee, what you're talking about. You it know? does look a lot like, like Melee, right? Like now. it was it was a game that that came out, and you know, people that are in the fighting games realized that like the mechanics the mechanics of this are like so unique mm-hmm. that people like became like how have very i never good heard of this oh no it's they're it's a it, they're copying uh smash bros i can see from yeah. the video we're watching yeah, yeah. Like yeah the but shields they, and but everything. they're doing a 3d like they, it's that it's it's basically like how street fighters 2d and tekken and soul Calibur like rotate on a 3d axis uh-huh. like this is doing the same thing like where yeah. th- there's a there's a 3D plane that they're right. fighting in, whereas yeah. Super Smash Bros. is flat. Um, did you guys know that there's a, a Shrek the Musical on Netflix? It yeah, is on obviously. Broadway. 
Dude, it's not on Broadway. I don't think it's obvious. Oh, it's actually coming back. When I saw that shit, I was like, what the fuck? Dude, (laughs) it looks crazy. People like it, too. Dude, they performed that at, like, our local children's theater. They sure did. Dude, it blew my mind. I can't believe that people uh, really... Shrek is life. I just... Shrek Shrek is is love. love. I know, I know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Look, on that note, Shrek is life, Shrek is love. Thank you. Let's take a break. Hey, let's talk about it for a second before we take a break. Oh, shit. Regan, we have an interview coming up. Thank you so much to Luke Fields for doing this, for yes, being there. Yes. I mean, we'll talk about it more, but like it was super tight of him to be there. Like that's such an incredible interview, like such a funny dude. Um we learned so much about them as people, like the whole band setup. I, I just think it was an incredible interview and he's, thanks he's for him. Like thanks to him for coming. Incredibly on. professional. Yeah, yeah. So uh we'll catch you guys on the other side. On the flippity. Bill Cosby impression? On the flippity flip. No. (laughs) Have you ever taken a shit so intense that you had to get naked for it? No? I mean, you're already half naked. You can just pop the shirt off and... (laughs) So I'm single. I use Tinder a little bit. The gender options are man, woman, and start typing. Start typing. What's up with that, right? So tell us a joke. So, uh, say, why do handicapped drivers drive so slow? Are they afraid of being paralyzed in a wreck or something? Hey, fuck you, man. Oh, hey, sorry, didn't see you there, wheels. Hey, I'm a veteran, you dick. Oh, 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 okay, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> well, uh, are there any, uh, this podcast could take forever fans in the audience tonight? Uh, how about that Brady, huh? <laughs> Saying that, uh, Kelly Clarkson looks like that pig girl, right? <laughs> and Jonathan with his Cosby impression. You can't do that anymore. It's not Okay. And Daniel, always going on about how he's married. Like, get a room already, right? <laughs> and Alex, with his eyelashes, what, what is he? A, a camel? <laughs> oh, thank you, everyone. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast could take forever on Apple Podcast. <laughs> Wait, was all this just a plug for the show? Uh, well, well, you see. <laughs> oh, 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 what the, oh, who brought tomatoes? At Low Mill in Huntsville? Uh-huh. Did you uh, meet, have an opportunity to meet any of those dudes? Um, I talked to the vocalist, I believe. Yeah, I think we A little bit at the talked. merch booth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Brady. Uh, yeah, he's okay. sitting, he's sitting right here. Um, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, yeah, of course. Sorry it took so long for me to. Um, no, you're fine. You're perfectly fine. Hell of a week last week, so I was just either exhausted or drunk most of the time. When Dude, you guys uh, to teach are you guys awesome. still on the road? No, 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 no. I'm at home right now. Right. Okay. Just, Where are y'all from? Yeah. We're from Athens, Georgia. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So we're we're uh, almost neighbors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just one time zone over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One dotted line between us. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we have an Athens too. It's like thirty minutes from us, Athens, Alabama, and then there's yeah, 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 the other Athens, Georgia. So there's also a Decatur, Georgia. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Pretty close to <laughs> Athens. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, you guys so, are in Decatur right now, right? Yeah, we are. Are you a uh, Bulldogs fan? No, I don't do sports. Oh, okay, all right, because that's in Athens, so. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, it was, okay. it was either sports or video games, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge video game fan either. Like I love video games and I play them. I've got a Switch. I've got lots of video game systems, but I'm not like a video game guy. It's just so, a thing so I don't know if you know this, but you're in a video game band. <laughs> I'm, no, dude. I'm, I'm the same the way. Operative, dude. The operative term there for me is. Band. I'm the same way, yeah. dude. Honestly, the only video games I like anymore at this point mm-hmm. are the games in the Super Smash Brothers series and then mm-hmm. like old Pokemon. <laughs> like, I can't get into anything else. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Just how, uh, old Nintendo is basically my mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Mm, yeah, I like me some NES. Actually, I prefer me some Super Nintendo because oh, yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Where I was when I was hitting my stride as a kid, that's where the games I was actually good at were. Yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, I haven't owned a current generation system until I bought my Switch last year. So this is oh, the first time okay. I've been like, like not. I'm, I've never been ahead of the curve, but the first time I've been on the curve in a very long time. <laughs> right, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. remind us. Um, I I don't think like the y'all's uh, page was kind of weird. I couldn't get it to pull up right. Um, what do you play in the band? What, who were you? I play bass. Okay, so you're the bass guy. Yeah. Uh, nar- uh, nice beard, right? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw you guys. Um, uh, so like, let's go to the beginning. How did, like, how did the whole band start? Where did that go? Like, yeah, like, uh, it started, it started with drugs mostly. Nicely. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, you know how like there'll be those ideas at a party where like, you know, it would be awesome. Yep. And the end of that sentence for this was, what if we had a band that only played the music from Contra? Contraband, (laughs) and we could get Noah to play the game on stage while we do it instead of like forgetting it the next day and not calling Noah and asking him. I think they just sent him a message that night at like two or three in the morning, and we're like, "Hey, man, would you play Contra in a band that played the music for Contra?" And he was like, "Yeah, fuck it, sure, whatever, I don't care." (laughs) (laughs) So they actually ended up doing it, and um. So the first band name for Bit Brigade was Contraband because it was that was the only game they did. It was all the guys in this band, Cinemechanica, from Athens, Georgia, yeah. who were still around. They still all play together. Okay. Um, it was mostly it was those four dudes at first, and it was just a way that they could have another band to do support shows for local for uh, for when touring bands would come through town, and Cinemechanica couldn't play because they had already been a band long enough to where they kind of had to be picky about what shows they played and when in town. Without otherwise, they just totally tank their draw so right. to have a secondary thing that they could do to help out buddies coming into town they started doing contraband yeah and that's from awesome. there they started learning other games they learned uh mega man 2 which was the second game god and they, they went mega, only mega with band hard ass games like well, I mean, these are so many games i've never game. fucking beat like, <laughs> <laughs> no it would disagree most of these are not hard to him but oh, yeah. Yeah. contra <laughs> couldn't be any harder <laughs> like, Dude, I don't know. yeah yeah when Contra's i saw him actually, play i think yeah. the easiest of all of them for him just because it's just running and shooting and knowing where to be it's right not all that much memorization of like difficult like you know moves or you know button sequences or anything he's just sort of like yeah just don't get hit by a bullet yeah yeah just, just be running, amazing kill whatever stuff. yeah <laughs> dodge things yeah yeah dude optimum um, focus do... on his face when i saw him play oh yeah yeah he's i mean it requires a lot of focus yeah he doesn't usually eat drink or smoke before we do a set just because he wants to be like 
in the zone. I like that he takes it more seriously than the rest of the band. He's like, (laughs) I have to perform. Wait, wait, wait. He doesn't eat? He gets nervous. He gets like a nervous stomach. So if he like, he just doesn't, he doesn't have an appetite. It's not like he goes, I'm not going to sustain myself. He just can't. Dude, I totally feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the only one who can't mess up. Right. He can mess up a little bit at some points and it'll be fine and we can recover. But if he like honks it hard, show's Mm. over. So right. you know, he's the, like, if I fuck up a baseline for like one rep, it's like, well, we're good at the next go around. But he doesn't right. have that option, you know, for the most part. Yeah. There've only been a couple of times where he's like died and had to start a stage over or something like that. And that's not a big deal. But if he was to get kind of get stuck in a rut and kind of lose his um, acuity, I guess mm-hmm. I would say, and kind of like not be able to execute a certain part and then run out of continues and have to go all the way back to a stage. We're playing the same song for like, you know, seven minutes and that gets really old really fast and it becomes a very anticlimactic and works against the flow of the show so he has to execute every time people are always ask me like what happens if he dies and we're like well yeah. he just doesn't he can't, so he he can't. Doesn't. that's <laughs> literally what we wanted to ask was like well yeah. for one you have like the dying music like learned right so y'all no you, hell no we don't you don't even <laughs> learn it wow <laughs> yeah, that's I a lot of pressure on we him. don't have losing our vocabulary <laughs> I wanted to track the one for Ninja Gaiden because it's so good. Right. It's like yeah. a really good jingle. Mm-hmm. And I think we might it might be on the album. I can't remember if we actually learned it or not. We might have tracked it. Uh, but that's a really good one that I wish we did play somewhere. I actually, I tried to convince the band to have him purposely jump into a pit so we could at the beginning of the stage so we could go right oh man <laughs> i would love that <laughs> started again that was but funny everyone kind of felt like that was a little too jarring and hokey for us to pull that off so we don't do it the only other another piece of music we don't play because it doesn't happen when we're doing our the game we do it is the um the select stage like screen from Mega Man 2 when you're inputting the code it's like one of the only like really swingy like kind of jazzy pieces in the entire set Right. It's um. I would have to. You'd have to pull it up to listen to it. But it's got this like. But it's like it's kind of got this really sweet. That's funny. Almost sort of like uh, yeah, Tony's gonna sing this one kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like a real we, snappy. Yeah, it's really you can mm-hmm. you can snap to it, and yeah. we don't we don't play it because it just would interrupt the flow of what we do. So right, the idea is to just get through the game and see the whole game, but do it as fast as possible. Right. Well, when we when we saw you guys do Legend of Zelda, you guys, uh, y'all played the like the nice the you know, and like mm-hmm. that was the moment where I was like, oh shit, like because I don't know, like when I first heard about you guys as a band, I kind of assumed that you guys just played a set yeah. that that was some songs from the soundtrack. And then also separately, there was a guy playing the video game, but I didn't realize that you guys synced it, which I was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. And that, that totally put, separates you guys from, you know, bands like the mini bosses and, um, like black mages or or whatever, you know, other popular, like, uh, video gaming bands, just the actual, the synchronization rules. Yeah. It's a whole like, you know, performance arts, you know, event. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Not just a rock concert. Mm -hmm. There's an, also an AV element to it that is just as important if not more important than the music itself so. now do y'all tour with like the did y'all um bring those tvs that were on the side of the stage or or were those provided no, those by the were, venue those were there at the venue the venue had those um, okay do y'all have like a writer were, that says like extra tvs would be great or anything like that no it's always nice if there's additional monitoring but for most rooms that we would be required to play 
um, just on the road, our screen and projector definitely cut it. Mm-hmm. And anytime we're playing a room that's bigger, say we're at a festival and doing like, um, like a big, like, you know, 5,000 person ballroom or some nutso shit like that, they have an AV setup that's, you know, built for that. So they're pulling HDMI off of our little video rig and just pumping it straight to the big monitors on the top front and sides and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's super yeah. awesome. But yeah. Uh, so I think I talked to you at the show about uh, Cinema Mechanica and We Versus the Shark. And that was just like a total random thing. Like both of those bands I had been listening to prior uh, to mm-hmm. that show, I didn't even realize that uh, y'all shared members. Like I've, I've had <laughs> We Versus the Shark on my computer since like 2011 or something. But yeah. uh, I thought that was super cool. And, oh, uh, nice. and uh, Cinema Mechanica, like. Literally weeks before when we played that show together at Low Mill, someone recommended mm-hmm. me that band on a on a Facebook group that I'm on, and yeah. I was then I like Googled y'all and I saw that y'all shared members. I just I just thought that was really cool. All those bands are really sick, and I think that's super cool what y'all did to um kind of create the band create the band to help out friends like when they come through Athens, Georgia. That like mm-hmm. that's literally Such making a good me, idea. Yeah, that's making me think of something to do like for that because same here like we've been around long enough to like you know the same deal like yeah like if you play a local show more than once every three months it's way too much yeah you know yeah yeah when you're first starting out you punish it you just oh every single play 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 all the time Mm -hmm. and then if you're successful with that you go okay now we have to not play yeah exactly (laughs) four shows a year at most or otherwise we're gonna screw something up yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome man um let's see okay i guess the next logical question would be what's next um you mean for a bit brigade like yeah what's the next game we're doing mm-hmm. yeah well that we can't talk about oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry uh we keep that a secret as long as we can typically up until the day that it's performed well you know some certain people will hear about it because they have to do promotion and know what's happening for their event and stuff like that right but um in the past like you know around the beginning of the year we always try and debut something new Right. Um, we're not doing anything new this year so far because we wanted to support the Legend of Zelda vinyl, so that's why we're touring on Zelda oh, right awesome. now. We haven't done Zelda in probably three or four years, so it's not like it's, you know, oh yeah, they're playing Zelda again. A lot of people who like us and have just found out about us in the last couple of years have never seen us do it, so it's new for them. But Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. How, how do you decide which game is next? I mean, do you do, is, it, is it up to... Uh, is it sort of just up to like the the game that he can nail down the best, or is it sort of like a, a, the game that you guys collectively decide on? Uh, there's a lot that gets discussed when it comes to that. So it's it mostly comes from Noah, the gamer, and Bryant, the stage left guitarist, um, the one who looks kind of like George Harrison. Yeah, <laughs> um, he yeah, the the fifth Beatle over there. Right. He um, what uh. They are kind of the showrunners of the band. They're the ones who make most of the big decisions. Um, those two and the drummer are the ones who have been in the band the whole time. I only joined in 2007, still 11 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. The, other, the guitarist on uh, stage right, Jace, he's been in the band since 2009, so he's coming up on a decade himself. Um, but basically, games have to fit a lot of criteria. So the first thing that we need um, from the game is that, yes, Noah has to be able to beat it reliably with safe strategies in under an hour, because... Over yeah. an hour is just too taxing for us. And honestly, yeah. for most audiences, that's just too much time to sit there and watch us do this mm-hmm. thing. Um, there's a lot of diehard fans who would love to see us tear through like a Final Fantasy game and do oh like, my God. You know, three days, <laughs> three days worth of three hours set. You need to bring like an that. orchestra and like a pianist. Yeah. And, yeah. 
But that's not what we're trying to do. We're a rock band. We want to play a rock set that is a video game. So, you know, we like we like between 35 and 45 minutes is perfect for us. We've gone a little bit longer for Zelda. Zelda's actually down a little bit. We uh, know it kind of shaved a little bit of time off of it. So it's down to about 45 or 47 minutes. It was closer to 50 when we first started doing it. And Metroid's a little long, too. I think it's in the 49 to 50 range, depending on what happens to Noah. But he's also, he's always finding ways to, like, you know, shave seconds off of parts, and that adds up into minutes later. And he's, yeah. Yeah, he always, he's always making it faster. Yeah, that's awesome. But, so he's, he's got to be able to find, you know, a way to beat the game in a reliable way without, you know, without using some sort of, like, you know, once in every 20 tries sort of speed run strategies, you know, that just might work. Right. He has to learn. He can only employ tricks that will work, you know, but if he learns how to do it, he can do it every time. Um, so that's a big factor. That's factor number one. Um, the second factor is that the tunes have to be good. Yeah. Either mm-hmm. the music from that game has to be really engaging and fun to listen to, or if there's not enough music, we have to be able to pull songs from other games in the franchise. If the franchise exists and if the franchise doesn't exist, sometimes, you know, uh, songs from the same composer will work too because thematically they'll just kind of mm-hmm. um, let me yeah, yeah let me jump in I actually had a question about that with Legend of okay. when I saw you guys doing that when you mm-hmm. would come back to the overworld you would throw yeah. in a different overworld and so was that from different games or yeah. Cause I, uh-huh. yeah okay so I thought I was I thought I was picking up on that yeah. um, no Legend of Zelda the original one only has about seven songs in it and we play I think 20 something Okay. Songs on in our set. I have to look at the track list, but um, it's a uh, it's it's a lot of stuff from um, a link to the past, right? On Super Nintendo. A lot of stuff from Zelda Two, um, Adventures of Link. I think is the name of that one. Yeah, the side scroller. From, yeah, yeah, a couple of tracks from the Game Boy One, Link's Awakening, and one track from Ocarina of Time. Okay, but it's mostly. Yeah, it's mostly the Super Nintendo one and the original Nintendo one. All right. But um, between, you know, but that still we have to pull from four games to really flesh out the whole set with really good tunes. But that's the advantage of Zelda is that there's a lot of music to pick from because the franchise is so big, which also leads us into the third criteria that's very important is that it has to be an engaging game that's fun to watch mm-hmm. that people will give a shit about. Right. Because, you know... People are always like, have you guys thought about doing Gunstar Heroes and stuff like that? I'm like, yeah, that would be kind of fun for, you know, 15% of the audience. But most people don't have any idea what that is. Yeah. The music is cool, but it's not like iconic enough that everyone knows that, you know, all the video game music nerds are like, it would be so badass. I'm like, yeah, for you, not for the yeah. general audience. I can't, yeah, you've got to. It's like, You're not the only people watching us do this. Yeah, yeah it kind of needs to be a certain level of iconic. Too. It's funny. Yeah I, yeah, I was actually, I was kind of curious if if you guys had considered doing any like uh, like less retro games, more like more recent games. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of just answered that for me. You know, like mm-hmm. not really because I mean, it hasn't had time to. The only one to, I could think of that they could maybe pull off is like, oblivion or skyrim because there's like these cheat ways that you can just jump to the last boss <laughs> so you could almost like just have them play <laughs> yeah, the intro who, who and then hear whatever tune from skyrim we're trying to play as a four-piece rock band yeah that's yeah not a, it's not a rock song yeah you know, right. it's no not, and it's not no engaging and fun to watch a guy doing weird cheats and tricks yeah it totally does world because there's no work. element of story there it's just yeah. it's just show off it's well, just showy also the, our when... best game that we do is ninja gaiden 
not because it's hard and not because the tunes are good. It is, and they are. <laughs> it's the best game we do because it's cinematic. It's right. a story. Yeah, it has you all get the cutscenes. Yeah. Narrative, exactly. Like Noah only plays the game for about eleven to thirteen minutes, and it's a forty-five minute long set. He spends most of the set sitting there waiting for cutscenes to finish. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so much information put out on those and we're not skipping through it because it's part of the narrative and if you don't know anything about ninja gaiden you don't want to see the funny little blue ninja jumping around you know spin sorting all these birds in the air you're like i want to see what's going on with the cia right <laughs> with the ninja dude you know that's <laughs> dude, what makes it fun for everybody and not just the nerds i've got to see that yeah and, that's awesome but uh one one question i wanted to ask uh we've asked a few other bands this on the podcast um, uh-huh. what their worst shows were, but I wanted to ask you what y'all's best show was because I bet you have a really cool one. Uh, man, I don't know. Best show. Um, classically, our best shows are always at Magfest in um outside of DC. Right. Um, in uh, like the around the beginning of the year, those are the shows where we play to the most people who are just like us. You know, people mm-hmm. who are really into video game music and really into seeing live bands and just there to party. So it's like, we'll yeah. play in front of three or 4,000 people who are just there to have a good time. No one's sitting down in chairs watching us like we're in an aquarium and no one's just sitting there going like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. These are people mm-hmm. who sing along to the outro theme of Ninja Gaiden. There's no words. They just, everyone knows the because <laughs> that's the audience and they're going, <laughs> oh, that's so cool! <laughs> have you guys ever tried to play like uh, a million times? Have you guys ever so, tried to? Sorry, those are our best ones. I didn't mean to interrupt were, you there. Um, have yeah. you guys ever tried to play like Comic Con or anything like that? Um, we don't typically try to play things these days. We get asked to play things. Oh, if we can talk yeah. Um, so we would definitely be open to doing any kind of Comic-Con, you know, Comic-Con is a pretty blanket term. Yeah, there's so many, you know, you know, San Francisco, there's a bunch of ones. Um, but, uh, if we could play something like San Francisco Comic-Con, that would be great because we never really get an opportunity to go out onto the West coast. Um, cause we all have, you know, responsibilities here at home and Big Brigade is like, you know, it's, it's a cover band, it's mercenary work. Right. So we don't really go on the road and lose our asses sleeping on couches and floors very much for it. You know, we typically get you know, we go to a, we're touring, we're touring to a festival where they're paying us. We're getting put up in a hotel and it's like a really professional endeavor um, that we're, you know, we're making decent money and having a really good time. We know that we're going to be taken care of and have a good time. So in order for us to go just touring out to the West coast, that's like five or six weeks to do a real tour. Cause if you're out there, it's not like you just zip over there and back. Let's go. We're going to go all the way out there. We're going to go up California, then up to the Pacific Northwest and back through the Midwest and stuff like that. So that's a long time for us to take off of our lives here when we don't have those um, convention stop gaps planned in there to actually make sure that it's profitable and it's fun and that we're getting taken care of. Because it's it's a lot of work. It's hard on us. It's hard on us physically, um, mentally, probably not emotionally because, you know, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> it, it does make you tired after a while. For sure. Um, How often do you guys tour? Uh, whenever we can, you know, whenever there's a call for it, whenever, um, like the next thing we're doing is, um, April In April, we have two different conventions who wanted us to come out. So we booked a tour that got us to one, had us hang out somewhere else between the, uh, that one and the other one. Then we go to the second one and then tour home. So we'll be out for about three weeks. Um, and anytime that someone wants us to come do a big convention show, we'll book a tour out and back basically. And if we can sandwich them together, even better because that's 
when we have the most fun and you know do well for ourselves and have a good time yeah that's that sounds super yep. cool but uh but yeah um i think uh we should definitely try to play again sometime yeah if, if we ever have the opportunity yeah man we had a blast and, yeah, uh, well, I mean, low, low meal was always great, so we're always happy to come back and do stuff there. I think we've just had trouble getting shows booked there, or we just haven't needed it, because we usually will hit Birmingham on yeah. the way back into town, mm-hmm. and it's like, we're already in Birmingham. Yeah, you played Saturn. Long two weeks, let's just go home. So well, we're not always I'll, needing I'll, to have an extra show, but we, knowing that we can still have a great show at low meal um, really changes things for us, so we'll probably be back a lot in the future. That's yeah, awesome. That's cool. so cool. Uh, let's see. What else do we have, guys? Anything? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, I think I asked everything that I wanted to ask. Yeah, sure. I, I, I guess um, like if I'm gonna throw out just like a question that I was thinking about is uh, what it, what is well, I guess you told us Ninja Gaiden was your favorite, right? Like of of the um, ones you guys perform. Probably Metroid because it's got the weirdest base stuff going on in it. Nice. So I really <laughs> enjoy that one. It, I get to I get to be the star of the show in a lot of spots in that one. That rules. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't tell us what's next, so that's fair. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you need to be promoting that we can sort of give a shout out to? Um, not at the moment. Um, Double Ferrari, our other band with a different drummer, but it's all the same string instruments. We're going to South by Southwest in March, and then Boot Brigade and Double Ferrari are going on tour together in April. So we'll be out there um, in a lot of spaces over the next two months. So you'll be able to catch us if you want. But I don't have the um, outline of the dates in front of me and also no one probably wants to hear me rattle off a bunch of <laughs> that's know, fair a <laughs> bunch uh, of shows well yeah, yeah it's, what is, it's on what the, is the main focus of you guys's podcast so the show is um it's just kind of music slash comedy that's kind of what we're mm-hmm. telling people and then the music aspect of it is as blanket as possible so i mean yeah. some days we're talking about kendrick lamar some days we're talking about um mm-hmm. opeth and mastodon you know other days yeah. we're discovering that the Isley brothers were still making music in the eighties and <laughs> that it's sexy. And, you know, like, you know, we just, uh, we don't try and get, I don't want to say any like cheesy cliches about being pigeonholed or some bullshit. It's just that there's good music all over the place. And so we just try and find it. Gotcha. Did you guys want to talk to me about any comedy stuff? Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Me and you talked about how you uh, do stand up comedy. I had no idea. What? You didn't mention this. That just slipped my mind. Yeah, I, that super cool that you do that. And you said you've been to Huntsville to do that a good bit, right? Yeah, I've done um, Epic Comedy Hour. I did it twice, I believe, maybe three times. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. Okay. Well, we I'm have a new stand up uh, stand up live. As mm-hmm. I think it's it like called. a that's like comedy consider- considerably better than than what we've had in the past. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. Well, uh, next time you're in town for the tour, dude, you should just come on and come hang out and actually sit in on an episode. Like, Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I'm not actively doing comedy right now, but I still have a lot of, you know, experience and, you know, sure. no, I, I, I know people and I know things. Sure. Um, well, right. like, <laughs> t- just tell us about the, the comedy thing. How'd that start? How'd that end? Just give us the um, rundown. Oh, well, uh, well, I started because uh, my wrists were fucked up. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> play music for a while. Um, I had been, um, between my job and being on the computer too much, um, uh, and I think it had happened around the time of my first motorcycle accident. I can't remember. Honestly, mm. it's been a while. Um, but I kind of, I'd given myself acute tendonitis, so my I kind of had to rest my wrists, which meant that all the stuff that I like to do, you know, video games, playing guitar, I kind of had to take a break from it and just chill out. 
And I had been thinking about trying stand up for a while and that kind of became my impetus to try. So um, that was in 2010, I think, was when I first started. And I did comedy up till about 2016, I guess. So I did comedy for about six years in there. Dude, that's and, um, yeah, it was fun. I, I got to do it for a while. I made some good friends. Um, got to open up for some really cool shows. Um, can you name drop anybody? That you, uh... Yeah, I can. I've done um, I've done dates with Pat Oswalt, Kyle Finney, oh God damn. Um, Doug Stanhope a couple times. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a so good I've one. Done a, I've done I've done some shit, but it's also the kind of stuff that, like, pretty much, if you're just trying to be a good comedian, everyone gets those kind of opportunities. The Oswald stuff was kind of special because he's got the same manager as one of my friends, and he just, you know, needed someone to to fill some dates, and I got to do it. But that was cool because I got to do stand up at the Tabernacle in Atlanta, oh, Georgia, which is like, yeah. So, so what it, I think yeah, that like you're sixteen hundred people. <laughs> what you're like, hinting oh, at boy. here is that yeah. you know someone who could get us in touch with Patton Oswalt. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just not. kidding. No, I'm just playing. No, that's not awesome. Doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, uh, yeah, I got to do some cool stuff, and it was super fun. And then um, I kind of hit some writer's block at towards 2015, 2016. I didn't like any of the stuff I was coming up with, and I found that I kept getting like. I was just nervous and like mad about shows when I had to do them. Mm. And so I'd be nervous about it. And then I'd get up on stage and if I had a good show, I'd feel fine. And then if I ate a dick and had a bad set, I'd still be miserable. Right. So I realized I was spending more time of it, just being miserable, miserable and not focusing enough on it to have a good time. And I decided that it was time for me to step down and let other people have my stage time because I wasn't using it appropriately. And so other people could have, you know, done more with it. So I stopped in 2016. I had a good set. It wasn't like I stopped because of a bad set. I actually had a really good set and stopped. It was opening for, do you guys know Moshe Kasser? Yes, yes. Yeah. I've seen him on set with, uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, it was a set with Moshe at this um, festival in, uh, in Athens called Slingshot. And it was a great set. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to do it for a while until I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting the itch to do it again, but... At this point, being a, a white bearded guy who's mostly straight in 2018, it's kind of like, well, what do I have to say to anybody that matters right now? It's like really hard to <laughs> yeah. find a perspective that is fun. Um, yeah. yeah. So I haven't really landed on any like material that would really make me happy, but I would love to do it again. I miss it a lot. It's right. super fun. Dude, but, um, um, yeah. Yeah. So me and jonathan to my right have discussed it before we've never gone through with it but maybe trying like an open mic night at a local mm-hmm. stand-up thing before and yeah. i've i haven't pulled the trigger on neither of us have pulled the trigger on it but one thing i've wondered is like what are the stark differences between like a comedy scene and like a music scene um i don't know it's um Music and comedy have some really big differences between them in spite of all their myriad similarities. Um, but one of the biggest differences is the individualism that's inherent in everything mm-hmm. and how that reflects on people's attitude towards you on stage and comedians' attitudes towards each other. Because say like you're in a band and you guys are playing and you have a bad set, you can kind of lean on each other to be like, well, you know, the, the crowd kind of sucked. It wasn't our night. You know, we had some sound issues. It was fine. We know we're good. We're on tour. You know, it's fine. We just had a bad set. Right. Um, and then when you do well, you can also kind of be like, hey, we all did a great job. That was a great set. We did awesome. When you're doing comedy, it's just you. Yeah. So <laughs> if you have a if you have a great set, you're like, 
I am a god. I am incredible. <laughs> Everyone in this room was in the palm of my fucking hand, and they loved me. You know, it's about it's very you centric. Even if you're doing a character, it's, it still feels like people are adoring you and paying attention to you, not your group, not your music. It's just you. you right. Know, you're the thing that's being admired and appreciated right now. Similarly, if you do poorly, you feel like everybody fucking hates you. Yeah. They put you into such a miserable shame spiral. So because of that nature where it's a little bit more extreme on both ends and you don't really have people to fall on unless you're like part of a comedy troupe or a duo or something like that, or you have a very tight knit scene, it's easy, I think, for comics to get a little bit more competitive with each other and um, wary of each other. But then again, if you make good friends that you know are great and who have a style that are different from you, you get really excited about doing shows with them because you know you can both make each other laugh and you're not or you can both make the audience laugh and you're not treading on each other's material because you're not the same kind of comedian kind of stuff. So I don't know. There's a lot of weird intricacies, intricacies to it that are very, very interesting. The psychology of comedy and comedians in general is just incredible to sit well, down and think. about. It's almost like that's the entirety of comedy is just like yeah. a bunch of people on stage diagnosing themselves. Yeah. Like <laughs> in, in front of people. So it's like, yeah. here's the thing <laughs> I talked to my psychiatrist about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can be like that, but I think that it doesn't have to be is another thing, is that people lean on that trope too much. Like, oh, I'm sad. I'm just up here for attention. Everybody look at me. I'm such an asshole. Sure. You know, a, a lot of that is not only kind of an act. Some of it's true. Um, but uh, it also gets overused, that whole, like, you're kind of diffusing your responsibility to be an entertainer at that point when you're sort of like, I'm up here for me to be better for me. It's like, yeah, well, you kind of need to tell some jokes, too. Kind of need to right. Yeah, say something new. But. All right, buddy. Well, Luke, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I I don't know. I can't thank you enough for making the time for us. I know we had to go back and forth a little bit to get it done, but um, yeah, sorry about that. No, no, it's not on you. Like I, I seriously just like it means the world that you made the time. It means the world to us. Uh, you coming on, and uh, we can't wait for you to come back through. Uh, so we can chat again, maybe have you uh, in the studio next time. Yeah, man, thanks. Yeah, I hope to see you guys soon. I love it over there. All right, thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, cool. Yeah. You guys have a good night. Thanks hey, for having you me. Too. Thanks, you too. Thanks, buddy. Hey, guys. Daniel here, just sitting next to this nice and toasty fire. And you know what else keeps me warm at night? This community could take forever. It's the community for this podcast could take forever. We have so many incredible people and so many incredible people in our community that are posting toasty and, and snuggly memes. Stuff to keep you uh, all bundled up at night. And speaking of being bundled up, I'm here to tell you about This Playlist Could Take Forever. It's the playlist of all of our favorite songs from the show. Songs uh, from featured artists that we've used and also just songs that we loved that week. If you have feedback for us, hit us up at thispodcastcouldtakeforever at gmail.com. We're looking for all sorts of feedback, reviews, just anything you have to tell us. And while you're in that feedback mood, make sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, make sure you're subscribed. Brady? Hey, guys. If you ever have any questions, inquiries about shows or anything, or non-anonymous comments towards our band, XY Spaces, Hit us up at our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Everything is forward slash XY Spaces. You can also hit us up at my personal email, bradyletal at gmail.com. Check out our tunes at xyspaces.bandcamp.com or your favorite streaming service. 
All of our upcoming shows are posted on our Instagram. Come to the next show and party with us. Peace out, Girl Scout. Thanks, Brady. What's up, Council? Welcome back, everybody. Thanks uh, for hanging out with us. That was an incredible interview we just did with uh, Luke Fields. Thank you so much to him for coming. Yes. Uh, Bit Brigade sounds like like a fucking ride to be in. Like the dude's uh, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he does comedy. I yeah, mean, I know. It's awesome. Got to get into that. Check that out. Um, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, cool. we wanted to take the opportunity to do a featured artist today. Um, so, keeping it within the video game, like genre or whatever uh i thought i would feature somebody but who does video game music but somebody who does original video game music because um like bit brigade's a great band but like as he said in the interview like they're kind of like mercenaries they're your um you know they're like a symphony you know they're just playing songs you've already heard mm -hmm. and so like a lot of what we like to try and feature in this show is sorry about the cough oh, jesus joe <laughs> <laughs> Can I just get it out? <laughs> you may continue now. <laughs> Evacuation com <laughs> Dude, you're embarrassing. <laughs> Can't take you in public. Evacuation <laughs> complete. <laughs> All right. All right. Where were you at, Daniel? Uh, before that, so <laughs> I was talking about symphonies and high <laughs> high class shit. <laughs> Joe is just so posh, man. Oh yeah, he really is. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Joe, stick your pinky out while you're coughing back there. That, way we, that, way that was nice like, dude. Bad. That was like Beluga days. Oh my god. Right how about there. how about this, y'all? How about we cut that? That'll be on the blooper reel. <laughs> the Patreon. This blooper reel could take forever. New segment at the end of every episode. Brady, you're a blooper reel. Okay. This stays. <laughs> don't edit this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. Don't, just don't cough at me like that again. Uh, I'll do so. whatever you want. Yes, sir. So uh, we wanted to feature uh, somebody who was doing original uh, like 8-bit, 16-bit style music. Um so the one that like immediately comes to mind for me is uh, Anamanaguchi, mm -hmm. who you would be familiar with because they do the uh, soundtrack for Nerdist. You like, I mean, anyone who's ever heard that song, like, this gives you like warm and fuzzies, and then this fades out, and like the interview like fades up slowly. They're always like, "Hey, can I get a bottle of water?" You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the show always starts like before the interview. Kind of cool. Uh, we're totally ripping that off. That's like our style now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's good though. It's <laughs> yeah. a good way to it flow, totally flow worked. Into it a, totally worked last week with Clint. Like I it was that, like uh, real it helps, casual. It helps the interviewee because they're you don't have to be like, okay, change gears now. Yeah, and here you we're know? sitting with such right, that, like right. you're just they're just talking already. Exactly. You already got them talking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we're experts. We've done two interviews now. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. We're, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a third. Tonight. Oh yeah, so have like a but uh, anyways, Anamanaguchi, they um they're basically like they're from New York, is that accurate? And That's right. they're basically right. like yeah. a pop punk band whose lead singer is an NES, but in the recordings they just go full like sixteen bit, mm -hmm. so you can hear. I mean like like stylistically it's always upbeat, it's fun, like 
and it it catchy man and and so many different like quality digital tones that they incorporate into their sound mm-hmm. like they really get a spectrum uh i don't mean to be like technical and boring but how do they do that i mean you know? i i guess like you would write it like they write it all on guitars i imagine that, that's, like originally that's not really what i mean i mean how are they getting the sound oh i'm i imagine like it's like a full midi like and then they're um, they're using like different programs to like. I mean, I know it said what it say on the instrument synthesizer, mm. Game Boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> NES. I really well, wish like, some of those um, like processing like boards like you can program the the notes into them, and so you can get the same sounds you were doing like mm. from before. You know, like the same way that someone would have made music orig- like for those video games back in the day, you could still do that today mm-hmm. you know use the same same processors um and like you come out with those those digitally sounds yeah if that, clint if clint was here i'm i'm he'd sure he could, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. um because that, that's the cool thing about 16-bit and 8-bit music and stuff is that originally like those composers were trying to do better uh, but yeah. like they had like very limited setup they had like four or five channels or whatever mm-hmm. um and so, like, one would be kind of a guitar sound, and so they'd use higher notes and, like, steady, like, and then they'd have, a like, a staccato-y, like, bass line, you know? So, like, you're, like, you can, like, obviously the guitar's high and the bass line is lower, and then normally there'd be, like, a chord for, like, a keyboard, and maybe they'd try and do, like, trumpets or something above. But then, like, the drum sound was kind of the important part, and so they would just do like those sounds real like choppy and then that ends up making that like snare drum sound that's always in like old songs so it's like just that limit of technology uh, yeah you know what it reminds me of actually is like why mario wears a hat and has a mustache yeah yeah because it was the only way to make him have a face Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because like uh like hair is an extremely like complicated it's still, detail. It's like still to difficult. this day, like uh what is it what's that game? Uh you Jonathan and Daniel, y- y'all both played that game. I'm just blanking on what it. What are we Redhead Girl? You know oh, Horizon. Horizon Horizon. Yeah. Like even in that game, which is the like best looking game there is on mm-hmm. on like a PS Pro, uh still like the hair's not I actually not crazy. They they've finally won the game that is nailed uh hair. Like and and everyone's kind of saying like how ridiculously good the hair looks is uh, Shadow of the Colossus the remake oh the dude, dude that like the beautiful. horse hair is like that's a fucking horse but, but, but it's like it's easy because you're like one dude well not well, easy sorry but like it's there, not there's nothing else there but, it's not a fully like populated they, world what they don't know? tell you is that the horse is still dumb as shit well yeah <laughs> you're like they, they made it look good but the horse is still stupid so like you're yeah. like. I got good hair, but I'm dumb as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that actually... You used to have great hair. Now it's just good. It looked like Jamie's hair. It literally did. (laughs) Oh, Brady's hair? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Brady's hair used to be ridiculous. That's hilarious. Um, So let's keep talking about Anamanaguchi. They uh, also did the soundtrack for the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World video game. Um, And so just pulling up a couple ones here... uh, like they did a really good job of creating scenes. And so like there was a side scroller kind of beat 'em up style game and uh 
And so it would just be the different scenes from the movie and like a few different ones. And so like here is the skater live like song. Like when you're like fighting like skateboard dudes with your skateboard, you know, and like the vibe is so Perfect. there. Like they yeah. yeah, absolutely. You're like, this is exactly what like any of those old games sounded like. Or um Yeah, like you're walking into a new level, like in Streets of Rage, like I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. people jump over the back of a level and like land on the street for some reason. Yes. Yeah. And then like you walk around a corner and someone like throws a door open and the four dudes that look exactly the same come yeah. out of the building. What? This is random. What's the music for Time Crisis like? Oh my god! <laughs> Dude, uh, time crisis. When you're playing Time Crisis, the music is the last thing on your mind. I'm yeah, just you're wor- just fucking have stressed. You, have you played like the new version? Oh yeah, they like, got they're, weird. They're, is that the shooter? Is that the yeah. shooter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pedal, with, with the pedal. pedal. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking of Time Splitters when he said that. Time Splitters. Completely different. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry, I'm getting off subject. Dude, Keep going, man. Time oh. Crisis is the funnest fucking arcade game it ever, is. by the way. Yeah, oh, House Tunkers. of the Dead. Thank you very much. Oh my god, that was, <laughs> so, was kind of scary, man. Oh yeah, four D or whatever. It's actually a really shitty arcade. Like, um, like I I talked to a guy that rents out used uh, arcade equipment once, and I was like, dude, what about House of the Dead? And he was like, fuck House of the Dead. <laughs> like it is so shittily built. <laughs> so it's like really funny. Do you, um, do you guys remember, uh, and I'm about to go w- even more off topic, the Star Wars trilogy arcade game, and it, like you went inside it, and you could fight like on indoor. Oh, yep, yep. And yeah. then you would on like, Hoth or so the you'd, like, Star. you yeah. would uh, either pilot the yeah. like X-Wing, and then you would like use it also as a lightsaber to fight yeah. Darth Vader. That was so much fun. Well, I mean, yeah, dude. dude, the best arcade game that was Star Wars related is Pod Racer, obviously. I'm I'm a hundred percent I'm gonna agree with you on that. Dude, like the, <laughs> that's the that was the most immersive experience. You were like, yeah, this looks exactly like the pod. Like I'm in sitting in the pod, yeah. I've got the, my two yeah. like uh I have there, you I mean, now. Like the a, only th- good thing that came out of the prequels. I think it was called Racer Revenge. <laughs> it just looks like a zero turn lawnmower on the inside. Exactly, dude. That's so fun. Now everyone this wants to ride one racing. of those. Uh, okay, so continuing, uh, like here is a song by Anamanaguchi called Rock Club. Just like, I, I don't know, like there's so many, um, they, they would like stop for effects a lot back then. Like it would just like go like, you know, like little yeah. stuff like that. Like they would just feature fun sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting um, thing. It said that they were like influenced by bands like Weezer and even yeah. Janet Jackson. Yeah. I mean, just super catchy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So it's like really interesting to like basically your modern music, modern technology, mm-hmm. and then say like, and then we're going to try and recreate like, and then we're going to work within the limitations of how music used to be. Yeah. Um, so like their album creation process is so much more elaborate than other people's because what you're doing when you're going in to record an album is saying like how do we best represent what we sound like? And theirs is totally different. They'll write songs and then go into the album and go, How do we totally do this differently? Yeah. Like as a as a totally other sound. Yeah, that's you know. very strange. So like yeah, that strange. that process of going into the studio for them must be like Im- like I don't know. Like that that just must be really really intense. I wa- I wonder if they can completely translate everything live. Uh 
to I, to a certain extent. Like I, I'm like, just not I sure. I imagine they'd be the, missing some of like, the like hit some of the. Yeah, I don't know if these, some of these drum beats would work. You know, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Does he do that live? Like I guess. But I'd like really a have lot of look. times, it's that sort of pop punk like. You know, like it, it's that beat that yeah. like uh, that. You know, it's, people have been doing. Sounds like an exhausting set to play. Oh, for sure, but pop punk sets always are. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, uh, like, jump to... I'm just gonna jump to the newest album. Just, uh, it's... Original soundtrack for a game called Capsule Silence 25. Or, a, I don't know if it's a game or a movie or what. I, I don't have any context on that. So I'm just gonna pick a song at random. Let's hear it. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so they've, like, stepped up their... Like what they've allowed themselves to work with, then, so, like in terms of uh, like it's not just fully sixteen beat. But yeah. It's pretty heavy so far. <laughs> Oceans, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, uh, you let know, me see. This might like, have been the. Sounds uh, like they're getting an Xbox three sixty sound. Uh, at least, at least PlayStation <laughs> two. You know what I mean? This that sounded like a loading screen. Let's yeah. Use. See, that's totally. Yeah. Um, dude, this is massive. It's kind of weird because, um, their last album, let's see, like, they did Power Supply and Dawn Metropolis, the first two. Those are really, like, seriously solid, catchy, like, enjoyable albums. Then they did the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, which is fun to listen to, but not really, like, an album. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, things kind of loop a lot. Um, and then their last album was Endless Fantasy, and then, like, since then, they've only done, like, soundtracks for things. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, so, really? Yeah. So, like, they're kind of, like, writing for other stuff. It's kind of like Tom Waits would be that way sometimes, where it's like, he yeah. doesn't have a new album, but he did do the soundtrack to that thing, so you can go listen to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally, people do those sorts of, sorts of things, like, along the same timeline as an album coming out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Pharrell did it, sort of. Yeah. Like, well, that was just a song, but he did like link it together with a movie. Are you also, talking about Happy? Yeah, going along? something was like that. Was that Despicable Me too? When you're like, so. uh, when you're like, or already, Minions maybe? No, I think it's that was just Despicable Me too. <clears throat> when you're when you're like already like a mysterious kind of band, like that's an easy thing to do. Like Daft Punk when they did the Tron soundtrack, mm-hmm. it was like, well, yeah, and, you know, and then they, they were did, even in the movie. Yeah, they were in, the, and, but like they hadn't put an album in years put out an album in years and then they, then they didn't put an album out for another few years you know like yeah. it was just sort of the, a thing that they did in between albums mm-hmm. you know well i mean that out al- that is an album that is but, a uh, yeah, album. Ba- basically you know I mean? basically is this from endless this fantasy is, this is endless fantasy so their last album i think it was 2014 mm-hmm. and they've got 22 songs on that album. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Sets uh, seriously sound exhausting. Are they, um, are they short songs? Probably, hmm. relatively. I can do it. Man, I can do They're catchy, those. man. It's catchy, dude. And it's so, it's happy music. And it's dude. happy place music. Yeah. Uh, even mm. if you didn't grow up playing this kind of game, like that, that sound is like just so good. juvenile do, and like sweet. You, you know? know what I would yeah. really like? I would like. In the, I'm asking a lot. I'd like them to do their thing, make the sounds this way, 
but I would like a studio album of this exact same music, just how you play it live. Yeah. I w- I'd like to see what that I'd, would sound like. Like I just want to know, like what the raw version sounds like. Like, would I like it better? I mean, it's yeah. not it's not impossible. I know that's their sound, but like I think at least one album, yeah, may- maybe do that. So like, you want them to do the rush thing, where it's like you don't record anything you can't play live. Yeah. Whereas like Queen was like, fuck all that noise. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be on this track seventeen well, times. No, I just yeah. I mean, you know, like they, they do as best they can like in this uh, live. I just wanna hear the acoustic. Well version. it's almost like they're two separate things. They're two separate experiences for them. Yeah. Um and, th- and that is like a weird thing. Like, well, that, and that seems to be like a common thread with some of these digital bands. Similarly, like Bit Brigade, like their album just does not capture the nope. the experience of seeing them live it's a well recorded album right. it's the soundtrack of those things but like it's not seeing a dude literally play that video game right there yeah. and going like oh my god i would have died so many times right yeah. now <laughs> yes. the legend of zelda is super fucking hard yeah you know he crushed it mm-hmm. um so i'm going to bring this out that's on Amanaguchi. if you need something like to put you in a good mood Give them a listen. It is so solid. It's positive as hell, isn't it? Yeah, everyone needs that sometimes. (laughs) All right. I think I caught my second win just listening to it. I know, right? (laughs) Dude, I mean, I'm sure they have a, like, I'm sure there's a song in here called, like, Level Up or, like, Next Life or something, you know? Mm -hmm. That would get you in that way. But um, uh, speaking of this style music, um, you guys actually played with, um, well, uh, you played with Bit Brigade, but, like, you guys also play with another band that is often put into this genre, or sort of. Sort of, in a way. Horse the Band, and they really are one of my favorite bands, just in general, for mm-hmm. a few reasons. One, I got into them. They were kind of like my gateway band, in a way, to a lot of the stuff I got into afterwards, because I went down a Wikipedia hole at like age 12, or like within the week that I got fast internet, because before that I just had fucking DSL. Or dial up, dial up. I had dial up for fucking ever. And, dial up. Uh, dial down is the middle. Dial up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like I ended up, I happened to cross uh, nin- Nintendo Core on Wikipedia. I think I was, I was on Evan Essence's Wikipedia, and I, I clicked on like Chamber Rock <laughs> Dude, or whatever the speaking fuck. Speaking of someone who needs to be in a battle of the worst, Evan Essence. Yeah, oh, man. But yeah, and that'll happen. You could just, you could do about just about any subgenre of rock and eventually you'll like see Nintendo Core somewhere lurking around and it's like a joke thing they may have even coined it i think they did but they like people took it way too seriously and yeah i think uh, Nintendo Core suffers from the same thing it's like new metal mm-hmm. where it's like towards the top like the cream of the crop are decent bands that you yeah. can show your friends and then everything below that is not worth remembering. Right. Mm-hmm. Not System like, of a Down is at the top. Yeah. Which they're more than new metal. They're a lot of things. But yeah. you, could, you could. They're also super make, kitschy. Yeah. I mean, like that one song, uh, Pizza, Pizza Pie, Every Minute. I, was, mm-hmm. I heard that the other day and I was like, oh my God. I Dude, can't. those albums are hard to listen to. Like I, sometimes I go back and I'm like, all right, so they do their harmony thing and it's the same harmony every time. and mm-hmm. uh, And then they just like, just go like, what is this I'm singing about? And then they do that in <laughs> every theatrical. single song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I still love those albums, but yeah. I cannot listen to them top to bottom anymore. Right. Because <laughs> it's just like, holy shit, this 12-year-old that wrote this. It's a lot. <laughs> it's but, funny you say that. I had like a three-month where I like slept to their music. And their yeah, music isn't shit. something you sleep to. No. Like recently? 
No, no, this is well. I, I just saw him, so I was kind of coming off a high of seeing him. Yeah, yeah, just feeling it. I love that band, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, Good band to fall asleep to, Smashing Pumpkins. I'm just saying. That's mm. probably much better one than System of a Down. <laughs> yeah. System of a Down. Violent like, pornography. Yeah. Yeah. You just wake Jesus. up and you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, but where's the band? Another huge reason I love them is Earth Tour. They made a 10-hour documentary of a tour that they went on literally all around the, the world. And it was about three months long. And oh, so Earth. Yeah, no, uh-huh. you're catching on. But no, really, it's just a really good documentary. I feel like I'll admit you probably have to be a fan of the band to be like really, really into it because it's fucking long. But I've seen it like three or four times. And, you know, with it being that long, you always catch something new. Damn, that's every time you see 30 it. hours of watching that band. Yeah, I've, I've done it. And I can't fucking watch all <laughs> of any yeah. TV show or, yeah. or movies, apparently. Yeah. That's pretty um, interesting. Uh, it I, I was gonna make fun of that, but then like we're on episode twenty one, and these are almost two hour pod- like are. podcasts. Mm-hmm. So like if you've gotten this far, you're at like sixty hours of hanging out with us. So, yeah, and we're not. <laughs> put we're no hours. horse in the band. <laughs> <We're talking>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and they've been around. Are. They've been around for like all, like just about twenty years now. It, which is crazy to think about. They started in like high school. Their first full length, I think, came out like oh three oh four. But it's funny because like, um, it's funny how fifteen years is almost twenty years. But I'm like twenty <laughs> years puts them in the nineties. Yeah, you know, I know. Um, <laughs> no, but, like uh, there was an internet back then, yeah. so there couldn't have been MySpace core. <laughs> yeah, I know there was internet, but it wasn't good. But anyway, I really like that band. Um, I love them, and we got to play with them, and that was like the that was the best that night was a of my good life. Night. That was the best um, night of my life. Interesting thing you about had a good that, show, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, both the bands that we're talking about today, a uh, horse the band and a uh, bit brigade, both sort of a video video game vibe. Mm-hmm. Two of the best shows we've ever played. Yeah, like, yeah, biggest crowds. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. I could ditch the bass and we could. I could just start like doing just like sixteen bit stuff. We could just yeah. start right now. <laughs> but, but our thing is that you like fail all the time and you <laughs> just get outrageously yeah. mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You just have a game where you have someone try contra for the first time. Oh, and then just like, and they get mad fuck. and leave, and that's the show every night. <laughs> and it's just yeah. them trying. Yeah. Like I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> He's gonna beat Mega Man too. Yeah. Shit! God. God throws the controller, breaks fuck, the TV. Fuck this! I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of here. Fucking. But uh, no, um, the Nintendo Core tag that is. If you don't know that band, it's because they're literally just like a post-hardcore metalcore band, but they happen to have a synth, like a keyboard player, yeah. and the tone he uses is mostly like an eight-bit, sixteen-bit sound. Mm-hmm. It's not. They're not, and they do have like video game references sometimes. Hey, speaking of tone, last week I could not remember the name of that pedal that I used Red to Ghost. use. Never. Uh, I think I immediately thought you were gonna ask what Clint's <laughs> pedal was. Clint's was the red ghost yeah no the one that i was wanting to talk about that had the digital bass sound that i really loved that i used in kudzu it was the bass blogger bass oh blo- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i remember that yeah uh i'd love that thing so i just yeah. wanted to throw that out for those of you that are that were like what is he talking yeah. about it's, it's a, <laughs> have y'all ever thing. heard of is uh, that what they sound like have y'all ever heard listening? of aol eh. core AOL core. <laughs> yeah. You've got me. <laughs> Goodbye. Dude, that's Welcome. a. Welcome. 
<laughs> if no one else has anything else to say, that's a pretty good place to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we peaked. We peaked yeah. for the week. What's up, council? <laughs> that's it. Um hit us up on come on the community. Um hit us up, please. Uh yeah. Just hang out with us. Please subscribe if this is your first time listening. Uh, the show, it, it, we're going to go all over the place. We're going to meet some really interesting people. And we're going to have a fun time while we're doing it. So stick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keep up with XY Spaces. We have a lot of shows going on the first half of this year. Check our Instagram. Instagram.com slash XY Spaces. I post all of our shows there. So we'll see you all soon. Goodbye. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> better than this. Guys being dudes.